Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. December 23rd, 2020. German cookies. Festivus. Seventh grade humor. Organized crime. And Advent. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hello. Are we sing-songing it again? I sing it today. I'll be honest with you. Sing-songing it, that really just saps the joy out of my Christmas. (laughs) I hate I it, I I hate it. I don't know why. I'm not saying I hate it when you do it. I'm saying period. I hate sing songy things. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't be sing songy two days before Christmas, I ask you, when can you be sing songy? And I answered you never, unless you enjoy a jab to the throat. Mm, I don't enjoy that. Not that I would do it, but someone will. Someone. I've learned long ago. Never to try to mix it up with you. The second time that you put me in the hospital, I knew this isn't this isn't the way to go. I thought the first time you got lucky, but uh, you can you can scrap. I'll give it to you. Uh, Your Honor, counter argument: uh, the defendant has never been in the hospital since the day he came home from the hospital as a as a newborn. Well, I've visited a few times. Yeah, but you've never been a patient. I stole a few things. No, I didn't. Actually, my grandpa did though. But that's a whole nother story. What day is it? Where are we? It is December 23rd. It is Christmas Eve Eve. Yes, it is Christmas Eve Eve. It's also National Pfeffernoose Day. Mm, that sounds like something a German would say. Ah, good call. It is, in fact, a German cookie. Mm-hmm. The Germans love their cookies. I'll have to edit that no, out. No, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'm so glad it finally came out. It just it, it didn't even come out. It was like a really... A week visit from Hans. Do not edit that out. That was the best part of my whole day. I'm embarrassed. I want to go quit the show now. (laughs) My life's going nowhere. I've accomplished nothing. (laughs) What's a pfeffer 
anise. It is. It's a cookie. It's made with ground nuts and spices. It's covered in powdered sugar. It's a. I know you had one. If I had one to present to you, you'd be like, oh yeah, pfeffernoose. Yeah. Um, they're very light. Okay. Do they're, they? Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna ask. Do they have a, like a gingerbready flavor? They can. Thing? They okay. can. They can have some of the same like nutmeg and. Okay. It, it can be a really heavily spiced. Yes. Thing okay. Because that's that's what the Germans do. Yes. That and. Few other things we won't talk about, um, and I can say that I'm German for anybody that's German. like, "Hey, how dare you?" It's what, like one third of my being. Yes, anyone who's doubtful can simply look at our last name and be. Assured. Yes, that Speak is the where truth. the the Germanicness shines. Yes. Okay. Well, why should we even have them today? Besides it being, it's natural? the holiday. They're delicious, and it's a fun word to say. So make them or buy them, whatever. But you need this in your life, or you could just randomly um, bump into someone at the store. Excuse me, do you know where they keep the Pfeffernus? And see what kind of replies you get. Even if you have no intention of buying one. You know what's even better is saying Pfeffernoose when you've got your mask on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you say that? <laughs> um, something that I want that is covered in powdered sugar that's not a Pfeffernoose is when you make homemade Turkish delight. Oh, yes. I have forgotten. We said we'd do that. Well, we have the 12 days of Christmas ahead of us. Never we do. forget. We do. Hashtag never forget. Not not exactly something that the Turks celebrate. They don't believe in no, the Jesus portion of the thing. That's true. But I, because of the first time that you got into making Turkish Delight, it was the it was Christmas, Christmas season. And I did so. make one that was red in color. Yes. Um. Yeah. So we've done... What? I feel like we did a cherry, maybe a peppermint one in the mix. I know we did like an apple walnut one. That was delicious. Is that what you want to go with? Maybe, except you also did that rose water one. Yes. So good. But we got to find rose water. That's I know where tricky. we can get it. All right. The the Mediterranean deli. deli that's, I love an excuse to go there. Yeah. They had that coffee from bosnia that was amazing oh my gosh it was so good it was like drinking mud honestly i mean it just it smelled and tasted like earth it was so good but it was really good it was so good okay you we, take it you love right. this go for it here we go it's happy festivus yes the 23rd is festivus i didn't know it had an actual date oh yeah well festivus was established as an alternative to the deep commercialism that accompanies Christmas, particularly, I know, it's we real loud. have an airplane that's decided to land on our home. Yes. Uh, the commercialism that accompanies Christmas in the in the Western world, particularly. Yeah, although we've we've pushed our greedy little fingers oh, yeah. across the ocean. It's global now. Well, this idea of Festivus first entered popular culture in 1997 when it was the focus of the Seinfeld episode, The Strike. Yes. Now, if you're celebrating Festivus, then you know there's some there's some pinnacle things you have to have. You got to have a dinner. Wait, yes. wait. Do you remember? This episode. I absolutely remember it. Do you remember how, how it was that the, the whole, because it was George's the parents, the mm -hmm. Costanzas who celebrated it. Frank claimed to be the inventor of it. Yes. For the sake of the show. Do you remember how everyone else found out about it? No. George got a happy Festivus card from his dad and they saw it and they were like, what are you, what are you talking about? And then he didn't want to talk about it. Which only made them that much more like, no, now you got to talk about it. Okay. It was a big deal. 
All right. Well, you know, if you're celebrating Festivus, you've got to have a dinner. An unadorned aluminum Festivus pole. Yes. Because I believe tinsel irritated Frank. Okay. Yes. Of course, there's your favorite part, and frankly mine, the airing of grievances. That goes on during the dinner. Yes. There's feats of strength, which I did not yes. remember. That's a big thing. That's how you know when Festivus is over, because <laughs> legit, you have to you have to wrestle the patriarch to the floor, and only once you've got him pinned is Festivus over. Alrighty then. There's also the labeling of easily explainable events as Festivus miracles. Yes. Which I, I'm, I'm guessing, I can't remember exactly, but I feel like surely there were some really over-the-top, that's a Festivus miracle comments yeah. on the Seinfeld episode. If not, there should have been. We got to go find that and rewatch it. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you want this next one. I know you do. I do. Nin no, not 19. 1690. English astronomer John Flamsteed observes Uranus. And because I have a seventh grade intellect, I find that hilarious. Yes, yes. I yes, left yes. out all of the other parts that had anything to do with what this topic was about. You just wanted to say. Because that was hilarious to me. I'm laughing on the inside. Discover Uranus. No, he observed it. He observed it, sorry. Yes, Uranus. Yes, yes Uranus. You mm -hmm. don't you don't like the highbrow pronunciation Uranus. Oh, it's incorrect. Well, in 1823... Columbus sailed the ocean free. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That's not how, that's that, not, that's not how it goes. Okay. But this, th that was a rhyme, and this does have to do with a poem. It does. Clement Seymour's poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, was first published. Now, that is the actual title of his original poem. However, you, I, many people around the world now know it as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yes. Um, 1888, we've been waiting for this, I feel like, our whole lives. You've been waiting for decades to be able to say this on this show. Literally, I've been waiting since the very first episode of the show, since yes. we've not been around for a full year yet. Here we are. Today, Vincent Van Gogh cuts off his left ear with a razor and sends it to a prostitute for safekeeping. Whoo! Finally! It wasn't awkward because this was the day he did it. It was the day he did it. No one yet had sold any of their art at auction to mm. pay for a new ear for him in its awkwardness because he was already dead. That's right. For it's those happened. of you who've listened to more than one episode. Yep. Please don't stop listening now just because of that. Just because we finally got to the Vincent Banco moment. <laughs> well, in 1975, when Mr. Jim Winters... Writing in the Capital Times, I'm guessing that was maybe a newspaper uh, Something, yeah, some type of publication. He estimated at that, at that moment, in 1975, the year you were born. The magic year of the birth. magic year. That the average 18-year-old had spent 25,000 hours watching television and had seen 350,000 advertisements. I like how you put advertisements in here instead of commercials. Yeah, well, this site... Uh, that I pull information from this particular one that had this, I believe it is from across the pond. Oh, okay. Oftentimes I have to fix their spelling. Yeah. Like when they throw an extra U in the word color. They'll do it. They'll do it every time. I can't trust them. They're irresponsible with the letters. Now this number, 25,000 hours by the time you're 18, that, that was a pretty big deal at the time. It does feel like 
I think I've seen 350,000 advertisements on YouTube just in the last <laughs> five months, maybe you know, six months. I have made arrangements for you to not have to do that, but you stubbornly will not join our family plan. It's true. You want to know why? I do want to know why. It makes no logical sense. Okay. It does make logical sense. Here's why. Where do YouTubers get their revenue? Um, from YouTube. From ads, not from YouTube. They get them from ads. And YouTube keeps the majority of it. And when you buy a no ad or you use an ad blocker or anything like that, then that YouTuber gets no compensation for their work. But they get paid in some way, right? Nope. When when you buy a premium YouTube plan, that none of that goes to the creators? Hell no. Is that true? That's true. As just... far as I know, that's true. Okay. Even if they got anything, it would be... It would be Pennies compared to the pennies that they're already getting. All right. Uh, for what YouTube gets paid for the ads, it's already practically rape culture, if it's okay to say that. <laughs> That's absolutely not okay. It really is what it is. They are mistreated in the most egregious of ways. Can I say this thing? You Once you decide on a principle, you stick to it with more loyalty than anyone I know. For example. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. I mean, I'm not saying it as anything else but a compliment. For example, at some point in your life, you determined the right and correct thing to do is put your grocery cart back in the cart mm -hmm. holder at the grocery store. You have never, and I mean never, in the over two decades I've known you, left your cart to roam and <laughs> blow into other people's vehicles outside of the cart corral. That's something you adhere to. I have done it. I've done what? it twice. When? In my whole life. And yeah. I know each time. And, and you were haunted. You, you no, wake well, up in the middle of the no. night in a cold sweat. There were circumstances. <laughs> there were circumstances for each one. Both instances. Yeah. They, the store itself had not responsibly placed cart corrals around the parking lot. Yeah. And there were directly next to my vehicle, in front of my vehicle, there were already like seven or eight strays over there talking okay. about robbing a liquor store. And so I just pushed mine over there with it. Okay. This is what I mean. Once you decide this is the correct way, you do not deviate from it. And so I love, I personally do not share this principle with you, but you are sticking to it. Yeah. To your own inconvenience yes. of watching YouTube ads I have purchased a family plan for our family on YouTube to not have to watch ads because I don't want the twins. The thing about... The thing about the twins is the shows they watch are ads. Well, yes. A, that. And then also B, YouTube ads do not correlate to the content of the ads. That's so true. They're, they, they watch a lot of YouTube. They could be watching a totally kid-geared YouTube video mm -hmm. but then the ad is something completely for inappropriate sexual lubricants or something that well, they're I not mean, ready for they're not ready for that for sure i wasn't even thinking of that i was thinking like horror movies other things okay. that are just like they're too intense for them anyway we've we've diverged and, a lot and they don't know how to skip an ad they don't and i'll tell you this from firsthand experience every once in a while the buttholes will slip in a legit 15-minute Exactly, ad. exactly, exactly, yes. So, yeah, I can understand for their sake, but for me and yes. for what I do, yeah. I will I will support those who's... Now, at the same time, if I go to watch a video 
Yeah. And the content is anything less than stellar. And they've gone in and overloaded their episode with ads in a greed move. I will block them from ever showing up in mm. my feed. I'm done with them. Wow. If you want if you want me to help support you by participating through suffering ads, make good content. Okay. Man, we this is a whole Mr. Jim Winters thing. had no idea what he was even opening it, up for conversation. It's true. When he wrote this in 1975 in the Capital Times. I know. I know. Wow, it's interesting to think about. I mean, the one other thing that I was going to point out is that if your kids do not watch YouTube, if you stick to things like Amazon Prime, Netflix, mm -hmm. if you have ad-free Hulu, it's possible your kids don't watch hardly any commercials. And I, I yeah. say this because when during the ice storm, my gosh, how many times are we going to say that in 2020? But during the ice storm, when we stayed at my parents' house, the twins watched regular cable, mm -hmm. which is packed with ads. And they were like, what is this world of advertisements? Yeah. Advertisements. I need a notepad for all the things I'd like to have. They, yes, they would come to me every few minutes and be like, Mom, have you ever heard of, have you ever heard of the Happy Snacker or something? Snacky, something. Like something that he, they mm -hmm. just watched these very persuasive commercials on. They, it was like their minds were blown that all of the products that we've been depriving them of, that there's commercials. Yeah. Anyway, that was our reality as children. You know, you watch kids programming, you get kids commercials. And I can remember being persuaded by many of those. But truly, I do think that our kids are more protected from commercial advertisements. Yes. Than, than they could be. Well, than we were. Than we were. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Yes. All right. I'm going to yes and <laughs> off of the... Back during, back during the ice storm during quarantine, when we were not in our home, staying in someone else's home. Um, here's another interesting thing about that little trip. The television in the living room of your parents' home. The like constant, not every once in a while, constant. Every fifteen seconds. No, no, it was constant. It never left the screen. You don't know what I'm talking about, or you do? What are you going to say? Well, right through the middle of the screen was a gigantic rectangle, just just right through the middle, with a message requesting that they do something with what? It it goes off. It will come on, and it will go off. And I counted it out. I timed it. It's every, it's 15, every 15 seconds? seconds? Yes. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And then it stays on for like a minute. Yeah. So you're basically... For every minute and 15 seconds, one minute of your viewing is with this giant rectangle through the middle of the screen, skewing everything, that's giving them some kind of message yeah. from, I, I wasn't, I can't remember now if it was from their cable provider or if it was from something to do with their actual television. That's what it is. Um, and they've lived there how long? Since March. Okay. So beyond half a year, right? And that's just how they watch TV. They've not bothered to figure it out, get it fixed. They just watch TV with that there. That is a deep offense. It's a deep offense. If there's any Christmas present I would accept, 
with great gratitude, it would be that they would fix that before we go over there <laughs> for any type of future rendezvous. I thought you were going to give them the gift no. of fixing it for them. No. <laughs> Not even wrong. I actually, I'd figured out, oh, this can be fixed. And I was going to, yeah. except that they've also lost the remote. That's the problem. It's that a, would make it possible to do that easily. It's an issue with their actual TV, not the cable. And they've lost the TV remote. And, yeah. So, that, that's an ugly thing. It's a hateful thing, I feel like. I feel like they did it purposefully. To hate crime against to you. To spite me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Finally, you're on my side. It was ridiculous. Well, 1994, the second magical year, because it was, in fact, the year I graduated high school. Um, top honors, all that, you know. You know how it goes, right? Uh, oh, I know how it goes. And since you brought that up, you know what I'm going to bring up. This gentleman right here next to me. Oh, goodness. Senior superlative voted most handsome in his class. Yeah, it was. A, there no, were, no, 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 no. That's the truth. That's there a truth were three fact. people in my class that's and two not, were girls. No, that's not right. That's not right. And most handsome and also salutatorian of his class. So yeah, now you I got screwed that. on that deal, though. <laughs> Were you like me and you made a B in driver's ed? I made a B in Spanish because my teacher accused me of cheating. And I, she said, yes, I did. I said, no, I didn't. And no one would hear me out. Oh, yeah, that explains so much. <laughs> I should have been one of the three tied valedictorians. I was not. I got cheated. But you did get that most handsome senior superlative. That, it was true then. That was made now, up. That was made up. I'm saying. a hideous representation of humanity. Let's move on, sir. 1994, James Joseph Bulger Jr., more popularly known as Whitey Bulger. He goes into hiding. Sure he does. Now, Bulger was an Irish-American organized crime <laughs> boss and... FBI informant. How dare you? Well, there how dare there has the never, FBI? There has never to this day been an Irish American involved in organized crime. No, I didn't. That's true. I was just going to validate it. <laughs> um, he actually was Irish, of course. Um, yeah, he was an FBI informant, but not in the way that you think. Not a good one. <laughs> he, he provided, this was embarrassing when this came out in the aftermath of things. He'd been providing information to the FBI about the inner workings of a rival crime family in exchange for his gang being effectively ignored and all that they did. Mm -hmm. Now, it was today in history that his FBI handler tipped him off about a pending RICO indictment on him. Mm -hmm. Racketeering and all that yeah. jazz. So he took his ball and he ran and quickly made the FBI's most wanted list Right behind, for many years, right behind Osama bin Laden. Mm -hmm. He remained at large for 16 years, finally caught in 2011, which would have been impressive for the FBI, except that he was 81 years old at this point. It's not like he was running fast, right? No, no. He was tried on 32 counts. Uh, racketeering, money laundering, extortion, weapons charges, and complicity in 19 murders. And then was convicted on 31 of the 32 counts. Mm. Uh, now, going back into his earlier criminal career, his first prison sentence was in 1956. Dang. And as the story goes, he claims that it was during this time that he was involved 
as a test subject in the MKUltra program, also known as the CIA Mind Control Program. We're talking about LSD and psilocybin, DMT, all these things. And this is, this is interesting. This is especially interesting because just within the last few weeks, our media consumption, you and I's, uh, we've, we've seen this come up a lot with Charles Manson, with the Unabomber, with yep. all kinds of stuff. Man, what are you guys doing? Why are you creating criminals? I know that there is a deep dive on MK Ultra out there. I'm not mm -hmm. ready for it yet. I thought about it today. It's too much. Yeah, it it's is. It's too I agree. much. It's too much. I know that it, I know it exists. Maybe someday I'll get there. When it does still exist, I promise. No, I mean they just, claim it's over with. I mean, just like the, my experience of the deep dive of it exists. Yeah. It exists in a in a time and space in my future. I just haven't gotten there yet. I don't know that I can because it's so much more than a a single afternoon's yes. preparation. It's a whole thing. It's a thing, man. There were at one point in time there were at least at least 80 facilities across the United States. None of these were owned by the, the government directly. There were schools and hospitals and prisons and all kinds of places. 80 different facilities that we know about mm -hmm. where the experimentation was going on. That doesn't account for additionally what was going on in Canada because guess what? Innocent Canada with your maple syrup and whatnot. Um, your government was involved in this too. It was a joint project. Yep. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. Whew. I'll get there someday, though. I don't know. I don't know. It's so much. I just kind of want to ignore it, which is, I think, is what they count on. You know, that's exactly right. Okay, 1997. The U.S. Department of Agriculture estimates that it costs roughly $150,000 to raise a child from birth to the age of 18. You did a little adjustment math for us. You're good at that. Today's dollars, that's roughly 250000 So what is our current bill for our children, the five of them that we're raising? We are in the hole for $1.25 million. $1.25 million! This is causing me, very seriously, to reconsider my prior stance on child labor laws. Yep. That's a lot of freaking money for a bunch of freeloading non-contributing leeches upon the financial status of our household. We better move out to the prairies, start a farm. They can at least contribute to... Well, or a manufacturing family. facility. That too. The, maybe a sweatshop, something for the kids to something? participate in. Yeah. Okay. That's ridiculous. Um, 2009. It's practically yesterday. Yeah. Sentencing is handed down to Richard and I think it's Mayumi Heen. Mm-hmm. They claimed that their son had been carried off by a helium balloon. Mm -mm 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 -mm. You remember this? I remember this exactly. I, I hadn't thought about it since 2009. I don't remember it. I was in my own world of pain at the moment. <laughs> I don't remember it. But anyway, the boy was... Wait, <laughs> for context... You were in a world of pain because it's 2009. You were newly in the financial services industry. Brand new. Yes. Yeah. I it was, started right in the midst of the collapse of humanity. Yeah. It was not the best time to be in that career as a startup or as a longtime veteran. But I do remember this news story. I remember it being so fantastical and also terrifying to think about. And then just, yeah, it was, what a mess. It was a mess. And it was a mess to the degree that the boy was. 
eventually found he hiding in their home. Yeah. Um, I'm sure at their instruction. Richard, this is so ridiculous. He was sentenced to a whopping 90 days. Uh, his wife to an even less impressive 20 days. And then they were banned from receiving any kind of financial benefit from the incident. Yeah. Uh, who knows how many tens of thousands of yes. dollars were spent by yes. rescue workers and search efforts. Exactly. And things. Yes. All right. Buttholes. Buttholes. That's what they are. To the maximum. I hope. Nope, not going to say it. That's going to a really ugly place. We'll just skip ahead. We'll go positive. Let's go to a lovely place. A lovely place called Advent. Advent. It's drawing to a close. Where all your dreams come true. Uh, we are on the Wednesday of the fourth week of Advent. It's Do true. you realize there's only Wednesday and Thursday and that's it? Advent's that's over. That's right. And then it's over. I'm deeply anticipating the transition to Christmas. We have no Christmas decorations up, as any good Catholic would uh, adhere to, other than the Advent wreath and candles. It's a really bah humbug feeling for somebody that grew up Protestant decorating the Christmas tree on Thanksgiving Day. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But I'm not railing against it. I'm on board. I'm just saying, I'm ready. We're like the only Catholics, really, who do this anymore. That's okay. You like it. I, you pointed out you earlier, it. I pick a principled stance, yep. and I stand by it, and this is, in fact, the correct way. If you're Catholic and you're not doing it this way, shame on you. Oh, my. No. Just, that's, again. Mm, right okay. Let me, let me change my story. Shame on you. <laughs> Cards and letters can be sent to Kyle at... Bring it on. Today. Bring it on! On this Wednesday of the fourth week of Advent, our first reading comes from Malachi, the third chapter, some selected verses like 1 through 4 and 23 to 24. A less celebrated book, but good nonetheless. Thus says the Lord God, Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek, and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire. Yes, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who will endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like the refiner's fire, or like the fuller's lie. I don't know what a fuller is. I'm assuming that's somebody that treats animal skins. I think that's right, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. He will sit, refining and purifying silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, who were priests. Yes. 
refining them like gold or like silver, that they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord. Then the sacrifice of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord, as in the days of old, as in years gone by. Lo, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the day of the Lord comes, the great and terrible day to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with doom. He got a little dark there at the end. Well, most prophets have some darkness to them. I don't really have any commentary on this. Do you have any? It's it's still, it's later than Isaiah. Mm-hmm. It's still an extension of this looking ahead. The people, as people are, um, the, the people get rejuvenated by a message from the prophet. They correct their way so that they don't, because the prophet always comes with an instruction. Yeah. A, here's something that will happen. Here's where you've been screwing up. Now fix it or bad things. This is why the messenger often got abused mm-hmm. and killed. Mm-hmm. That people don't, they don't like it. That's right. Um, so this happens cyclically and this, I think, is this kind of the last, I can't remember if Malachi is one of the last true prophets of the Old Testament. Leading into, I believe so. As as he's talking about this this one that will come to proclaim as Elijah did. Well, this is John the Baptist, who we've also discussed, who is both the last of the old and the first of the new. Absolutely. Okay. I think you're ready for the gospel, but before we get there, we got to do the responsorial psalm. Yes. From Psalm 25. Uh, lift up your heads and see your redemption is near at hand. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior. Good and upright is the Lord. Thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice. He teaches the humble in his way. All the paths of the Lord are kindness and constancy toward those who keep his covenant and his decrees. The friendship of the Lord is with those who fear him and his covenant for their instruction. So, Lift up your heads and see your redemption is at hand. Again, building on Malachi, this response provides a perfect bridge into the gospel, which comes again from Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 1. When the time arrived for Elizabeth, this is Mary's kinswoman. St. Elizabeth, yes. Yes. But this doesn't... I'm just saying. I'm just saying the scripture doesn't call her St. Elizabeth. I read that part and then segued into saying this is Mary's kinswoman. Yes. She'd gone to visit in the hill country. Yes. We've gone through all these things. When when the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her. Because recall, she was getting on in years and hadn't had a child yet. And that, yes. was, a, that was a big thing. Yes. They rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, which is part of Jewish custom, mm-hmm. that this is the day upon which the child would be circumcised, which was a sign of the Old Covenant. Yes. Very important thing. Uh, they were going to call him Zachariah after his father, but his mother said in reply, no, he will be called John. But they answered her, there, there's no one among your relatives who have this name. So they made signs asking his father what he wished him to be called. Because recall that Zechariah, having been visited by an angel, had been like, what? And then the angel was like, fine, no talkie. You no talkie. And so he's mute. So he asked for a tablet and he wrote, 
John is his name. And all were amazed. Not that he knew how to write, <laughs> but that was pretty amazing. It was an illiterate time. Um, they were all amazed. Immediately then, his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke blessing to God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. And the hand of the Lord was with him. Yes. He was the cousin of Jesus, the, for crying out The cousin of Jesus, I've pointed this out before, one of only three people in the entire centuries, millennia-long history of the church, whose nativity is celebrated in the uh, liturgical calendar. Such an important role. I think yeah. that St. John the Baptist just gets sidelined, especially in our culture, because we're like, oh, he was crazy out there in the wilderness. We've... Did we talk through this? We've talked this, through this, This yes. other perspective, which I'm not claiming is right. responsible, but it's a different perspective. Exactly. But this is so significant because God has been saying from centuries before St. John the Baptist's birth that he would send prophets, that he would send people, that your redemption is coming. Like, again, we just keep talking about this, but Advent is the most beautiful time to talk about the fact that it's one long, continuous story of God's calling of his people yeah. to salvation, to covenant. And he, you know, I feel like a lot of it's kind of like, like an inverted triangle, like really broad at the beginning, coming down closer and closer to a point. Again, with St. John the Baptist being the last of the true Old Testament style prophets. Yes. Make, you know, prepare your hearts, make a way for the Lord. And then here he is, Jesus is here. Indeed. Months after St. John the Baptist is born, Jesus is born and they begin this sort of parallel track of their lives. And I do like that you you drew a point in this because it was with the birth of, of Christ who one of the mysteries that we can only kind of know the periphery of is that he was both 100% God, 100% man, which is a mathematical impossibility, and yet it was what it was, that it was with the birth of Christ and certainly then brought to fruition with his death and resurrection that something significant happened, a piercing, a joining of heaven and earth. Yeah. A very different right. thing than had ever existed before. Yes. So that I have more words, but they're unnecessary. Okay. Plus loud things are happening. Upstairs. Loud things are happening. Loud noises. Let us then whirl along. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Okay. What should we watch? Well, we touched briefly on this MK Ultra thing that we're not prepared to do the total deep dive on, but right. it does get touched on in pop culture. It does. We have two two series that we've watched recently on the Netflix, Mindhunter and Manhunt. Mm -hmm. And I think it's which one is it? Mindhunter. No. Mindhunter has two seasons, I think. Uh, I think it's two seasons. But it's a continuation. Manhunt, each season is kind of its own story. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the second season that covered the Unabomber. Ted Kaczynski, yes. Ted Kaczynski. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So there's that. What else on that? Anything? Just, you know, like, if you're interested, it, it yeah. definitely gets talked about from time to time in pop culture. It's honestly, it's, it's, thing, it's so big, it's easier just to touch the periphery mm -hmm. through these 
entertainment things. Yes. Um, it's a big deal. I don't know that I'll ever be ready to really yeah. deep dive for fear of what I'll find. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw yet another recommendation out there for the YouTube channel, Bad Lip Reading. Um, within the Patreon Facebook page, I shared a, a video from that very quickly. Um, call and response from Awesome Shell with yet another video from that. It's an outstanding channel. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of stuff on politics... Uh, the one I shared was uh, The Royal Wedding, Bad Lip Reading for The Royal Wedding. Mm -hmm. A ton of stuff on politics. They bring in pop culture things like Star Wars scenes. Um, a lot on sports where you get football players, especially, is what I've noticed a lot there. They, they do an incredible job. It's somewhat of a miracle what they so do. So funny. A Festivus miracle, in fact. Uh, well, or even a Christmas miracle. Yes. I went, speaking of Christmas... Uh, I would point you towards a Christmas classic in our family. Probably my very favorite Christmas movie. Mine as well. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, a 1989 yes. film uh, starring Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Beverly D'Angelo, lots of other familiar faces. It's so funny. I watch it every year. We watch it every year. Yes. We have not let our children watch it because it's it's grown-up humor. It is. And today, AJ and I, our 13-year-old, were wrapping presents. And I said, do you want to watch Christmas Vacation? She was like, mm, I've never gotten to watch it before. So we felt like at the the, the, the age of 13. Yeah, she's mature enough to be only partially wrecked. And she laughed her little 13-year-old head off. She thought it was so funny. And it was so f I love to watch it every year. I never get tired of it. But it was so funny to see it through her eyes. Yeah. And to have the whole unfolding of the humor. She was so nervous about Clark's bonus. The whole thing. She was like, Mom, you have to tell me to see what is bonus. What's going to happen? It she was, was so yeah. nervous. The tension of it. It really drove the story for her. But when he gets stuck in the attic, she was laughing so hard. And then when he falls <laughs> through, she did not expect that. Like, it's just so funny. It is. And it's so funny to see it through your kids' eyes. And it's so fun to have big kids. Man, I'm yeah. so much better at big kids than I am toddlers. That's not true. You're great with toddlers. Oh. You just don't enjoy it as much. You are. Thank you. So far, every one of our big kids has been a toddler. <laughs> yeah. And you escorted them through that time. I guess. All right. Um, to read, well, A Visit from St. Nicholas. By Clement Seymour. Towards the Night Before Christmas. You can read that version. There are some racier versions that have been created as well. They are less reverent and more inappropriate, but they exist. All right. And you may or may not enjoy them. I'll take your word for it. Okay, act all innocent. I am very innocent. Let's all remember I knew you back when. Dirty Meg. That was her college nickname. Nope, it was not. Okay. All right, listening, we got nothing for you. Nothing. Sorry. Nothing there. Lifestyle, though. Yeah, well, my lifestyle kind of reflects a listen. Because I want to talk about this fact that earlier today, I was I was on the precipice of a pity party. Mm -hmm. That's a sentence to say. It is. I was feeling bummed about some things. I'd been out all morning doing all kinds of shopping. I came home and I saw that the freaking city utilities would not pick up the... Um, the trash cans that were at the curb because I'd stuffed them full of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Listen, yeah, I know that you think this is not on me. It's on the city because they no, will. No, I do think it's on you. It's on the city no. because they will not take your bagged trash and the, they will not 
take cans apparently when the lid is open because when it's the lid's open your... with the limbs sticking out at a distance equal to the height of the can on top care. of the can well just... that's fine you cannot it care all matter. you want it's the reason why yeah two of our three trash cans for this gigantic family are now non-functional and we're basically gonna have to hillbilly burn the trash in the backyard for the next week I mean, that's I, on you i fixed it oh you did okay we have our trash well cans everyone rest back. easy Everyone rest easy. It wasn't Meg's fault, but it's okay. It's not my fault. I will not take responsibility no, listen, for that, but I did fix that it. Even smells, it's not my fault. That smells worse than an eco diaper. You are completely wrong and wrong-headed, ma'am. Ma'am. It doesn't matter if you have that opinion or not. Oh, I know my rightness is yeah, you, anyway. You are so deluded. Are you going to cancel me now? Cancel no. culture? I'm right because it feels right? I'm not going to cancel you. I'm not even mad at you. I'm mad at the city. No. It doesn't matter. It's not the city's fault. The city refuses you, to take listen, bag trash. I am the exploiter of <laughs> all things. That is what I do. It's my profession to know the rules and know how to take advantage of the system. You blatantly violated yeah. the most basic of rules that they have. And then you're all like, that's not fair. I have no mercy for you in this and I will not relent. That's fine. Sir, I don't even care. Sir, I will not relent. <laughs> That's fine, and I don't care. The point is... The point is you keep kicking the table. Oh, my gosh. And for the one YouTube viewer that's left, you're wrecking their experience. I have full confidence that this and the trash can are the reasons why the YouTube channel dwindles as we speak. It's <laughs> a this miracle. It's YouTube's literally... We're about to have to start paying them for the videos that we post there. Especially since now, I'm the only one that supports any YouTube viewer through ads. Obviously, clearly. Regardless, my actual lifestyle was not about that. <laughs> it was about the fact that I was, again, like I said, and I'm really proud of myself for this phrase, I was on the precipice of a pity party. Mm -hmm. That's the triple P. I turned it around. Which is different than a public-private project. <laughs> I needed to take a shower and wash my hair. That's an ordeal anyway. She um, did it in the yard with the hose. The neighbors helped. <laughs> I chose instead of just like going further down the hole of woe is me, I turned on some music that I haven't listened to in a while, but it came to my mind like, you know what? Turn on some like belted out songs. So who did I go to? I went to Adele yeah. and turned on some of her classic songs that are so good for the singing of emotionalness. She's a wailer. And She's I appreciate a wailer. That. And it feels so good to get in the shower for like 15 minutes and use all the hot water and just mm, sing your heart yeah. out to Adele. I'm sorry, family of seven. This, Six of you are screwed. This was at noon. Nobody was hurting mm -hmm. for this. I was. Any, okay. Anyway. Oh, okay. I don't matter. I also turned on... Matriarchy. Matriarchy. What I wanted to say <laughs> is that you'd be surprised how quickly you can turn your mood around with uh, putting on some of your favorite music. And, and just, screwing over your family. Yep. Evidently. That's definitely part of With trash and showers. Okay. Shower oh. trash. That was, in fact, my nickname in high school. Don't know why. Still ponder that deeply. Yeah, music is a big deal. It mm -hmm. really is. I don't know. That was a pathetic adjective or adverb. Really is. Adverb, really. I know my parts of speech, okay? Yeah. I'm scarred by that. 
Okay. It's a different experience. It's not worth going into. Stop asking me. It's uncomfortable. Your chair squeaks every time you nod. I'll stop nodding. I don't think it comes through on the camera, but I'm very distractible. Okay. You've agitated me deeply at this point with your denial of, one, putting shopping carts up, and two, the trash cans. I'm not sure we're going to be able to overcome this. No. I'm going to have to stage an intervention at okay. this point. All right. Because I love you. All right. It's because I love you, Meg. You, you're holding it in. Come on. Throw it back. Come on. Do it. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. The other lifestyle thing being... Skipping beyond all the things that Meg won't say to me right now. Yes. The other lifestyle thing being that last night... Yes. We had a feast to end all feasts. Well, no. It wasn't to end all feasts. No. It was the biggest feast we've ever had. That's for sure. Why did we have it? Because yesterday, we, Sorta Awesome Media, LLC. I'm an underling. I I gratuitously hang on to the leg of we, like, I did it too, but I didn't. It was you. Well, I'm just saying that our company, our media company, released a brand new offering, the uh, concept being a virtual cohort experience, mm -hmm. a small group of people that go through learning some material together in a, yeah. a virtual small setting. The premise is Meg comes to your house and packs your trash can so that the utility service won't pick it up. Mm -hmm. it, yes, it's highly effective. It went like hotcakes. It did. Within, Whatever that means. Yes, within uh, like less than seven hours, the 10 seats that we had created for this experience had sold out. It was less than five hours or less than six. It was between five and six. It was in a number of hours. That's, that's significant. It is significant. And we were thrilled. We were so thrilled with the success with um, understanding our community and what would serve them best. And I'm excited because I love to do small group community things and presenting material, helping, you know, experiencing material with people. So mm -hmm. anyway, that was a, an amazing surprise and so wonderful. And so we celebrated with a huge feast. It was quite a thing. And the hugest part of the feast were these crab legs that we got at Whole Foods. That were, they were like as big as our twins. They were close to like each each set of legs was probably just shy of two feet long. Yes. They were massive. That means that this whole crab as it existed in the ocean was pretty close to five foot. Yes. From from toe to toe. Do they have toes? Whatever pinchers. claw tip to claw tip. Yes. They didn't even have pinchers. Yeah. Were there any pinchers? There was one pincher. One pincher. I think I saw them yeah. neglect to give us the other pincher. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was so much crab. It, it was, was, yeah, man. It was a delight. And so AJ and I cracked open those crab legs. I taught her some of the art of cracking open a crab leg. Each crab leg was like a baby's arm. Yes. It was massive. Yeah. I just, I cannot say this enough. So huge these crab legs were so much delicious crab meat and that was just part of the feast yes. we what celebrated else? we it. had a because there was so much crab meat we just did a single and i say single it was the single steak we bought was over two inches thick i actually yes. struggled to cook it appropriately but we got that done it was yeah. a prime ribeye wasn't it i think so i think it was a ribeye yeah it was a ribeye um, that we had 
cheeses, we had uh, uh, bread, we had a good wine. We had a champagne. No, we had a champagne. That's what, yeah, that's right, a champagne. Sparkling white wine. Um, And three desserts. Yeah. Because why not? And new coffee, too. And a new coffee. Yeah, it was great. So, anyway, that was a wonderful lifestyle treat. We ate it. I felt well celebrated. We blacked out at the dining table and woke up around 2.30 this morning and then immediately scolded the kids for not cleaning up after dinner. (laughs) Which brought it all home. Yeah, that part's not true. And it's not. Mostly. Partly. Mostly. Something. Okay. Well, also under lifestyle, as subcategories, we have bad gift, bad gift. There is no good gift today. Bad gift, bad gift. One, not our stories. My uncle gave me an animal skin that he'd cleaned himself. It from an animal that he'd run over on the highway. Mm, I hate it. Welcome to Alabama. Super hate that gift in that story. It was there was a lot more. Mm. I've chosen to keep it here instead of going further. Mm-mm-mm. It was it was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, bad gift number two. My grandma gave me a five dollar gift card to Subway sandwiches. The accompanying card said it worked for Jared. Mm, that's hateful, Grandma. And there was only $5. Can you even get anything for $5 at Subway? Well, I, maybe it's half of a sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> Evidently, Grandma Grandma has some feelings about her size. I guess It's so. very hateful. Yeah. All right. Is that all the things? I think we covered it all. I looked hard for a good gift. Yeah. I couldn't find one, especially after finding yesterday that... Uh, Hunt-a-killer. Hunt-a-killer thing. That that was really unique. Yes. And digital, so that you can get it immediately for whoever. Right. And we had some commentary on that in the yeah. Patreon Facebook group. We that certainly was did. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm sorry I failed. I looked hard. It wasn't that I didn't look with effort. I looked hard. I we couldn't both looked. find anything else that, that could live up to the standard. Yes. So... But in the meantime, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Children are expensive. Is it too much to ask that they do something to contribute? Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.